Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts, especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributors. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Before I start, I just want to um, clue you in on the real reason that I um, volunteered to speak today. Exactly six years ago, this morning, on the 28th of February, it was a Sunday, and I walked in the doors for the first time, and uh, this uh, sort of cowboy blues musician guy that I had met once or twice at Artichoke Music um, was standing as a greeter and offered to sit with me, and we sat down um, here, I think it was on the second row, it might have been the first, and Jim and Claire were the musicians that day, and uh, I just, I just couldn't leave. I've been here ever since, and uh, that friendly greeter is now my husband, Derek. <laughs> so, um, but being here, being here in this community for six years, um, it feels like, you know, 60 in some good, good ways has been such a gift. So, um, that's the place I'm coming from to share with you today. The scripture passage for this morning is short, but it is packed with tasty goodness. It's from the letter of Paul to the Galatians, chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. I'm going to invite you to do something we rarely do in our Quaker meeting. I first experienced this in an Episcopalian worship service years ago. It's called Passing the Peace. If you feel led for just a few moments, turn to the people sitting around you or in front or behind you, front of or behind you, and greet them saying, peace be with you or just peace. Try to greet at least one person, even if you have to get up and go down the row. And if peace just doesn't feel like what you want to pass, pass something else good. <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> okay. 
okay, maybe, you know, maybe that's really all we need to do, but I've got more to say, so. <laughs> Just sit for a moment and, and feel um, the effects of the peace and goodwill and, and love and care that we have and friendship that we've passed all around the room. Sometimes we need the nourishment of peace and a smile and goodwill as much as we need food and drink when we're hungry and thirsty. I don't want to overstate this. I'm not saying that it's enough to just give each other intangibles when the basic needs are not yet met. I really appreciate what the Hunger Concerns Committee brought to us today, and, and I want to always remember those very basic needs um, that we can help to fill in our community. I remember the, the scripture from James that says, suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and be well fed, but does nothing about it, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But we do nourish ourselves and each other with more than just physical food, if we want to be a healthy community. And that's where the fruit of the Spirit comes in that Paul wanted the Galatians to embody. It might not be obvious if you read just the verses I read earlier from this chapter, but in this part of Paul's letter to the Galatian church, he's pretty ticked off. Some agitators have been stirring up a huge controversy there over whether Christians should follow all of the Jewish laws, including the extreme dietary laws and the law that requires all men to be circumcised. You can understand why some of the non-Jewish men might have wanted to make sure that that was absolutely necessary to follow Christ before they went through with it. <laughs> Paul pleads with them to stop fighting and bickering over whether everybody is following all the rules in the right way. He reminds them in really strong terms that the way of following Christ is a way of grace. He says, in one of the other verses, if you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. He says, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. And he says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And he lists the beautiful, nourishing fruit that will grow naturally from our lives and from our community if we are rooted and grounded in the love of God. Fruits such as love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control, none of which are demanded by or controlled by human law. One of the fervent desires that we hold as Quakers and within our community here at West Hills Friends is to learn how 
to live by the Spirit and keep in step with the Spirit. Just as it takes focused intention to cultivate a garden or an orchard, sometimes for years, before it produces fresh lettuce or broccoli or plums or strawberries, it does take time and attention to cultivate the fruit of the Spirit. A few years ago, as we found that our conversation with our yearly meeting was getting more difficult, even more contentious, one of our members, K.D. Burnett, had a vision of some grounding principles that would help us keep in step with God's Spirit and stay in relationship with those who disagreed with us and whom we disagreed with. K.D. sketched out her vision and showed it to Mike, and Mike laid it out like this. We put it on t-shirts. Um, if you don't have a copy of it, um, let me know and I'll email one to you. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful symbol and one that we've been using to guide us. The cross within that circle is the way that the cross within the circle is set up is called a Benedictine cross, and it's an ancient Christian symbol. In the four quadrants, you see the four principles that we're, we encourage each other to use in all of our dealings with others. Humility, kindness, respect, and peacemaking. These are high goals to reach for. They don't necessarily come automatically, at least not for me. I've been thinking this week about why it can be so hard to embody humility, kindness, respect, and peacemaking with others. It's hard enough to offer these to strangers, but if I'm really truthful, sometimes it's even harder to treat those I care about with kindness, with humility, with respect. This is, this is baffling why it might be that hard. But when I stop and go into how it feels to be in opposition to someone I care about, what I get in touch with are feelings of fear and distrust, distrust that can come up, sometimes very strongly, it feels just awful to be misunderstood by somebody I thought knew me well. It is horrible to be afraid that something I need really badly is going to be denied. It might be withheld from me forever. In those moments, part of me wants to yell so loud that the other person will just shut up and give me what I want, especially if it's something I really need. I want to argue with them and argue with them until they admit the obvious, that I'm right and they're wrong. I don't want to hear anything from them that contradicts the way I see things or the way I see myself. I don't want to give in to them, even a little bit, 
because if I do, they might take away everything I value. Maybe you don't have moments like this. You don't have to raise your hand if you do. I'm just going to figure that somebody here understands what I'm talking about. In those kinds of moments when my very human fears threaten to take over, the themes on this cross help guide me back into the way of Christ, the way of the Spirit. Embracing humility helps me say, God, keep me from thinking I'm better than this person. Help me understand that they might be right and I might be wrong. Yes, I think in this case I'm right, but the truth is I might be wrong. They might have something to teach me. Practicing kindness helps me soften my adversarial stance. I can ask, God, help me see this person exactly the way that you see them. Help me forgive their human failings, even wrongs they've done against me. I've hurt people before. I've said things I deeply regretted. May I find kind words to say instead of attacking or accusing them. Treating others with respect can be hard, especially when I think their views or their actions are dangerous. I'm coming up against this in this particular year as we approach a national election. How can I respect someone who might hurt me or those I love or cause damage? Yet I want them or would want them to keep, treat me with respect even if they disagree with me. God, maybe respect is something I can't easily find for this person, but I can ask you to show me something about them that I can respect. Only then can I ask for respect from them. And my prayer in approaching each person in a spirit of peacemaking. Oh God, how can I do this in a world where war is waged indiscriminately? Maybe I don't arm myself against other countries, but sometimes I can arm myself all too easily against those who are different from me, whom I see as dangerous or deluded or just difficult to relate to. Show me, Jesus, how to wage your peace everywhere I go. It might take time for this fruit to grow, but God, with your light as my inner guide, I can take nourishment from you and I can offer the food of love to those who are starving for it. As we enter a time of open worship, consider these four guiding principles humility, kindness, respect, and peacemaking. How is God cultivating these in your life right now?